Are you trying to make a concerted effort to eat cleaner and healthier in 2023? Maybe you're trying to find fresher eats. Mahana Fresh offers a full range of healthy, protein-filled, grain-rich bowl options. Personally, my favorite is the Big Kahuna Bowl. Fresh basmati, spinach, buffalo, cauliflower, garlicky cilantro green beans, barbecue chicken, and grilled steak with cilantro vinaigrette. Are you kidding me? You are doing yourself a huge favor by adding Mahana Fresh to your lifestyle. Located at 3985 56th Street South, Unit F in Fargo, Mahana Fresh is open seven days a week. Mahana Fresh also offers catering. Your next party, get Mahana Fresh. Do it. You will not regret it. Call 701-532-1172 or visit mahanafresh.com to eat fresh today. Hello. Believe me. How are we doing, buddy? Pretty good. How are you, Blaine? I'm doing well. I uh, appreciate you taking the minute to join me on the show. uh, I'm excited. I've been like, I feel like it's been, the universe has been working against us to try and find a time that works and between kids and life and everything else it uh sometimes can be an uphill battle making these uh making these scheduling <laughs> you know uh episodes work but I'm glad you could be here tonight and uh thanks for uh thanks for joining me on the Backyard Dads podcast. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, 24 hours in a day just ain't quite enough, I don't think. I'm waiting for them to pass the 36 hour. I know. Call. I know that would, you know, Honestly, some days I'm like, if I could just pause and still get some stuff done where no time goes by, um, that would be, that'd be ideal. Um, so first thing, um, yeah, again, thank you for being here. We're, we're always excited to have, um, you know, a variety of different guests and people that come from, you know, different, uh, backgrounds and experiences and, and obviously in different stages of their, of their, uh, dad life if you so to speak and and you're certainly uh living that right now with with your youngsters and um working and everything and so kind of before we get into the nitty-gritty of that and and uh and kind of what you've been learning as as a dad um I always like to to kind of scroll back a little bit and talk about kind of you and and your upbringing and just kind of give our listeners a little bit of a backstory on Austin and uh for those who for 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 those who are wondering, Austin and I have known each other for a long time. Actually, when I think about um, how far you know we go back in terms of knowing each other, um, we've connected um, a lot and and gotten uh, really close over the last uh, three four years now. With um, kind of us being in the same industries and and obviously sharing a lot of experiences as dads, but we've actually known each other since since our early days in high school. So. Um, but we're going to go back a little bit further, and then we'll get into that all that fun high school stuff, um, Gleevy. But just tell the listeners kind of where you're, where you're from and and uh, a little bit about your uh, your story as you were growing up and uh, and uh, fill us in there. Sure, sure. Um, so I guess born and raised, well, born in my, not raised in Surrey. Um, we moved to Surrey from Burlington. I think when I was like five, started kindergarten there, went through school, the whole nine yards there, got a little brother, um, my mom and dad were high school sweethearts, um, from Tioga, moved to, you know, Burlington, and 
just kind of set up their life there. And then, yeah, we moved to Surrey when I started school, and that was kind of the whole start of me, I guess. Um, so, so you just have you just have one younger brother. So it's just yeah, just one. Yeah, so two, bo- two boys in the family. Um, I'm sure you've got a lot of stories about you and your brother growing up. Um, and now, you know, with, with me and my two, two boys, um, I'm, I'm sure we'll be in the same spots that you were, um, growing up with your younger brother. Uh, what was that dynamic? Like, do you, do you, did you guys get along for the most part? And, and, uh, was he always kind of wanting to be by your side or, or was it, uh, you trying to find ways to, um, ditch him whenever you could? You know, in our younger days, Blaine, it wasn't so much me and Colton hanging out. But now in adult life, I mean, there's not a day that I don't talk to my brother, you know? Sure. It was, uh, yeah, you kind of hung out more with your friends when, because we were four and a half years apart. Okay. So. That was my, yeah, I was I was curious what the age, what the age difference was there. Yeah, you kind of don't notice it much more when you get past into adulthood, you know? But when you're in high school and then he's a seventh grader or whatever a little bit different you know kind of deal so were you guys uh competitive you know i mean obviously there was that four-year age gap but i would imagine as you guys got a little older you know where that you know the the difference in maybe you know where you were and where he was did you guys were you guys often competitive when it came to like sports and video games and oh for sure for sure yeah yeah i think that's any brother relationship there's fights every other night yeah if not every night you know you know that's it's uh do you have any advice for me on that front because like i said i it's interesting you don't have the same problem and i got a boy and a girl i think the girl's gonna kick his ass here <laughs> in a few short weeks so i mean i got 20 bucks on her every time yeah i don't I, think it's a boy boy thing i think it's a second born and firstborn thing i honestly i, I really do i i, I think uh, that second born is just they're fucking nuts. I think there's, I think there's truth to that because crew, our youngest, um, he's got a different look in his eye. He's very, he's very chill, very relaxed, but he, uh, he certainly, um, I can tell when, when him and his brother have a chance to kind of interact and, and be, uh, doing something together, he doesn't really back down. He's not really afraid to get in there and, and kind of push his older brother's buttons. And I'm like, thinking to myself, oh, this is going to be interesting when these two can really start interacting with each other. I mean, there's Bridger's going to be three and Crew's going to be uh, one here. They both uh, have birthdays in October. So, I mean, there's going to be that little bit of a gap, but, I mean, eventually that gap won't even seem that noticeable, and I'm sure you can probably attest to that a little bit. Um, right, for sure. So just, uh, just talking about, you know, a little bit, you know, as you were growing up, what were some of the things you did to keep yourself busy? Um you know, during the summers and, and then, uh, during school, what were some of the things you were doing? Um, during school, it was always sports, you know, it was, uh, basketball all the time, but then it was in the summers. I usually had, you know, a summer gig working, doing whatever construction or whatever. So, um, but yeah, during school, man, I mean, I didn't work much in the evenings. Like a lot of other kids did. I just kind of focused on, I mean, I loved basketball. I, I lived basketball during school. Was that um, your was that kind of your your first love? Was that and then just yeah. kind of stuck? Yeah. Who was who was your inspiration that got you kind of uh, into into the basketball world? As far as like favorite player or like well favorite player or was it you know did you have a parent that was you know 
that. No, my parents are not athletic at all. <laughs> Neither were mine. <laughs> my dad would think otherwise, but no, he's he's not one bit. Um, I don't know where my kind of athletic ability came from, I guess. But I, when I was a kid, dude, Kevin Garnett and Kobe Bryant, I loved to watch them two play. There you go. My favorite players of all time. Well, and they and they had very different games. So it's interesting yeah. that you had um obviously Kobe was the, was the scorer and the you know he had that that killer instinct, you know that everybody talks about and then he had Kevin Garnett who was just I mean a fierce competitor. So uh just hustled every bone in his body. Did, just was the I don't know, just incredible player. I did, thought Kevin Garnett was probably my favorite. Did you find yourself emulating a little bit of what they did as pro, you know, you know, watching them as professional athletes, were you taking parts of KG's game and, and, and Kobe Bryant's game and trying to kind of add to yours or, you know, or were you just, you just thought, yeah, I mean, as a, as a, uh, you know, a five ten guard, you probably, you know, idolize Kobe's moves a little bit more than Kevin Garnett's because in the post, my moves aren't going to work the same as his did. You know what I'm saying at five right. ten? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's uh, it's always interesting when I when I get to ask people, you know, where their inspiration and it and it really is indicative of the of the generation and the era that we grew up in. And I'm not trying to sound like some old uh, old head here, but it is very interesting when I talk to you know because you were born in what ninety ninety four model. Okay, yeah, so we we were both born the same year. And so you think about that time, yeah, I mean, Kobe and, and Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen and Paul, I mean, you go down the line, that will, Dwayne Wade, you know, those were, yeah. You know, so it was like, you think about those guys that you, you, you looked up to, so. And then I talk to uh, athletes now, you know, the younger generation, and it's uh, it's Luca and Steph and, you know, and, and uh, some of these other guys, and Jason Tatum, you know, so it's always just so interesting as time goes by kind of how how that shift and and uh who's who's watching who but um besides basketball were you you know in the summer times were you were you did you play baseball or or do anything um outside of the basketball court yeah i played baseball Ah, it was when i was younger it wasn't in high school or anything when the ball got too fast for me to hit, Blaine, that was when I was done. <laughs> and what what position did you play in baseball? I think I was kind of all over. I started at pitcher, then they kind of moved me to like second base, and then yeah, I probably played second base, shortstop mostly. Yeah, I I didn't. I kind of followed the same the same uh, course that you did. Uh, I played a lot of baseball growing up. It, I mean, it was just something to keep me busy for the you know to be and and my. Um, my father was, you know, in the field a lot of the time. And so my mom was running me around. And so a lot of the times it was baseball, swimming and church and, or, you know, a church camp or whatever. And, and so played a lot of baseball and, uh, yeah, by the time I got into early, early, you know, middle school, I pretty much said, nah, I, I just don't think baseball, um, I loved being with my friends and, you know, it was the social aspect I really enjoyed, but it just, I knew, probably my place on the field wasn't very solidified as it would be for other players. And I loved basketball too. That was my, my, uh, my love. And so I'm like, well, I think I'm going to focus more on that. And so I didn't really have any problem walking away from baseball. I was pretty content with, you know, leaving where it was, but now if, you know, as an adult and, 
if you get me at a at a at a baseball game here in Fargo or down in the cities, you know, for a Twins game, um, I certainly enjoy that. Um, talk about a little bit, Austin, as you kind of moved through moved through high school. Um, kind of what what were you thinking as far as your your next uh, chapter after after school um, wrapped up, and then eventually kind of you know where you woven yourself into where you are today kind of connect the dots for me there um i was never a smart human being so i never really planned on going to college and so then right out of high school i ended up getting a job in the oil field um i worked there doing that for it was like three four years whatever then moved on to a different oil field career and then it would have been two three more years after that i ended up getting my real estate license because I had a realtor come over, do a CMA on my house. And she was the one that mentioned like, Hey, why don't you get your realtor license? I was like, well, I've always thought about it, but I've never really like actually dug into it, like what it takes to do it. And she's like, well, let me send you some stuff. So she sent me some stuff, ended up going to Fargo, me and the wife, Packed the bags, two weekends, went to Fargo, did one weekend worth of classes, went back to work, and then the next weekend did the last half of them. Then, so, so you were married you know, when like, you were already? Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, just freshly married. It was like, God, four months in. Okay. Uh, and then it was time to tech, take the exam. Exam day, I leave my not. I think my test was at 10. I left Minot at 8.30. Anyone that knows Minot to Bismarck, it's a good hour and a half drive. I come screaming into town, can't find the building downtown to save my life. End up being like 10 minutes late, whatever. They still let me test. But you're not in the right mindset at all to take a test right now. You're yeah, yeah you're kind of, kind of flustered and rushed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the first test, just wiped that one as a loss. Failed that. Next weekend, go down take the test, pass, whatever. But then, like, I was always interested in real estate. Like, it was never, I was, I never wanted to be a salesperson. I was always more the investor-minded guy with real estate. Because even when I was working at oil field, it was podcast after podcast after podcast, you know, bigger pockets. And yeah. You had yeah. hours of listening to bigger pockets, you know, before you even got to the field. But, um, would you would you say you know and just kind of pivoting you know back into that I'm just curious about the oil field you know was there was did you ever think that that might have been a long term play for you or were you just thinking I'm gonna make some money I'll make some good money obviously the time that you were involved in I think you know things were really taken off for those that were in that career field I mean depending on kind of where you fell um, as far as position goes but I I would imagine that you know, you, you were able to kind of save some money. So were you kind of thinking, okay, I'm going to save some money here and then make that play into real estate eventually? Or was, or were you really kind of, by the kind of just fell in my lap. Sure. Like it wasn't, it was, there was no plan ever for me to be involved in real estate, like at all. And then you just kind of, you get, you dabble your feet in there and then you just jump all in. Cause it's, it's just fun. It's not even, it's, it's a, it's a hobby to me. It's not even work. You know, that's what I find so fun about just anything involving real estate, the investing side, the sales side. I mean, it, 
all of it is fun to me. It's more of a passion than it is going to work every morning at six o'clock, getting done at seven o'clock. That's 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 dreadful for me every day. Right. But when I have, when I sit down to my computer and look what else came on the market today, you know, back you know a year ago I was having a thing of whiskey on the laptop looking at what came on the market that was fun to me and then you put an offering on a place that needs a renovation done flip that i mean that's that i mean that's fun you know you know and it's it's i'm you know it's funny as you as you're explaining kind of how your mindset and there i I draw a lot of parallels because much like you i was in a i was in a career field that was very opposite of real estate but as i started to surround myself with people that talked about it and educated me you being one of them i reached out to you a lot of times we've had plenty of conversations about you know flipping and and all the different avenues of real estate which i think is another reason why it can be so fun because it you can you can strictly kind of do the the boilerplate real estate game or you can be more you know, head in on, and like you said, flip homes and, and kind of leverage things differently for yourself and, and not necessarily be somebody that is always contracting to work for someone else, but you're kind of working for yourself and doing things out. You know, that's what, that's what the beauty of it is. And, yeah, uh, sure. and it's such a fun, um, in just thing to, to be able to, um, be involved in and it's ever changing. You know, that's, that's, what's really cool too is, you know, granted, there are some times where things are slower, the, you know, the, the seasons, you know, especially being up here, um, do dictate a little bit, you know, how busy things can be. But for the most part, depending on kind of what you're what you're doing, you're you're still relatively active. And like you said, it's always fun to see kind of those changes in the market. Um, did you find that? So like, do you, like growing up, were you was it easy for you to talk to people and meet new people? And, and no, 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 this dude, I've been dreading doing this because I am so introverted. It's not even funny. If I see someone out in public that I don't really know, but I know, guess what? I'm looking the other way. I'm walking the other fucking way. I'm getting the fuck out of there. <laughs> I don't like talking to people, Blaine. I don't. I, th- I even think people that's so. That I like enjoy. I don't like to talk to because it's just I. I don't have a good vocabulary. Like I say, I'm not a smart guy, dude. So me trying to explain what's going on in my head to someone else, it's a little bit tougher. How does their how does intellect your... or, you know, whatever is a lot better than mine, or so I think. You know what I mean? So the, so now this this begs the question, how did you how did you meet your wife? And what was what did you say in... Well, I think there's a lot of like, <laughs> courage in that, you know what I'm saying? Like I think you're a little bit different about yeah. Nine, ten o'clock, you know, after you've been drinking all day long. Yeah. In the bar, you know, you get a little bit more. I just find, your step, you I know? just find that uh, it's just funny to me because, you know, and it's and that's the thing about um, real estate. And you've obviously, I mean, I see what you do all the time. You're obviously having a tremendous amount of success, and and uh, and so I think you're. I think you've struck a chord. You found a balance between you know, maybe being more reserved in most cases, but you've, you've made it work with, um, being able to connect with, you know, your clients and, um, you know, so talking a little bit about, uh, kind of what you're doing in, as far as the real estate, you know, just give me some of your big, big things that you've learned, you know, early on in your career that you maybe didn't realize 
would be harder or you didn't realize, you know, maybe, you know, the different kind of uh, appeal battle, you know, just kind of walk me through some of the situations, you know, you don't have to get specific, but just things early on where you thought, oh, this will be, you know, it's selling houses. And then it, it's, it, it, there was a situation or a moment where you're like, oh, this is not necessarily that, you know, I, I do have to find um, a different avenue to, to still get the job done. Was there a moment that sticks out to you? I'm sure you've done a lot of deals now where it's... A lot of them are related together, but... with communication, Blaine. I'm yeah. not the best, like I said, I'm not the best communicator. So when I have, when a client or something has a problem and that I don't think is a problem, but I just can't get it out on how we are going to solve this issue... If I can't get it across to them the way that I feel I can, I've always struggled with, you know, just communication-wise, anything to do with that. I've always been so reserved, but, um, but yeah, pulling myself out of my shell a little bit and just, um, God, I see, I don't even know the words for this, dude. Would, would, would you say that your, your, your wife has helped you in some respect? Has she been able to kind of... Um, allow you to, you know, not necessarily role play in that sense, but just, you know, find your voice when it comes to, because I would say, you know, you know, my wife, Lakin, who, who, um, is a, is a godsend when it comes to being able to help me. Cause sometimes my mind moves so fast. I have a billion ideas and it just kind of starts, you know, rambling. And she's really good about just being like, Hey, you know, I think you're he- you got great energy, but you just got to kind of bring your points together. You know, have have you found that you know Wit's been able to kind of offer that, and then that's been able to translate into some of those deals that you've been able to close? Oh, for sure. Yeah, she's uh, definitely the anchor that just kind of brings me back to earth. Because if it was if it was up to me, I'd buy three, four houses a month. Yeah, <laughs> and I wouldn't look back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But she really, yeah, she. If I bring something, like, I dreaded, Blaine, like, two, three years ago, dreaded bringing a deal to my wife and saying, hey, we can make money on this. Hey, this will be a good round. I hated doing it. My first flip, let me tell you this story. My first flip, I bought, got it under contract without her even knowing. (laughs) What a a precedent. So then I have an appraiser come and do like a just an appraisal on it you know just to show i had a piece of paper to show her that like hey we're getting a hell of a deal on this house like this is gonna make us this much coin like i literally had to have this paper in my hand because i was just so worried that she was just gonna tell me no and i couldn't buy this house and you know flip this house real quick so I had an appraisal done and yeah, had to show her this piece of paper. And then ever since then, she's kind of just, we got into it probably two, three into it. She's kind of like, you just handle it. If you think we can make money, you got it. I'll be there. If you need anything, just, so she's kind of given me more reins, I guess sure. now, but holy cow, man, that first one was, it was bad. It was, I mean, it was a, doghouse for a week kind of thing but how long had you been married up until that point oh dude wasn't very long wasn't very long um 
by six months, seven months, something like that. So, you know, I think it, we were just having, no, we were just having Odie. Okay. So that was one of her things. She's like, we're just, we're going to be having a kid in a few months. I'm like, wait, this opportunity like doesn't come up very often. Like I need to know like tomorrow. So yeah. So it'd have been, we've probably been married two years. So, you know, it's interesting. And I think a lot of people, um, especially that when you're in this type of world of real estate, it is a big deal to make sure that your significant other is somewhat on the same page as you. Now, yeah. as you and I can attest, when we get our minds spinning and I always shoot you texts, you know, what about this idea? Or what if we, you know, what if we did this? And I mean, it's just easy for us to kind of spitball ideas. You got to have and, that person to bounce stuff off like that. Yeah. And I would say that one of the strengths of, of you know, having somebody that can, like you said, rein you in a little bit um, is just keeping things realistic. And I would say, you know, the, you know, having a kid and, and, and uh, kind of wondering, you know, is this the right time? You know, that's certainly, those are certainly questions that, you know, I think are valid and fair, but you know, that's, would you say that, uh, now, you know, doing as many things that you guys have done, especially now you've really been able to kind of establish yourself in the, in the industry, is it pretty much kind of just where you got the green light, you know, kind of to just to yeah, go. She and... doesn't even come in. She doesn't even know the houses that we have anymore. <laughs> she doesn't even want to come and look at them. She doesn't even want to come sign papers when we close on them, but that's the way to go because eventually yeah. you're just like you're just you're she's out there like, taking care of business be, yeah she's like i don't want any part of it i'm like well yeah do you it's, want it's like, like do you I want, want to come to look like a family thing and she's like well no you take the kids i'm gonna go eat at the mall with my mom or something i'm like what yeah, it's papers on a house and you want to go do eat chinese at the mall you know sometimes sometimes i find that you know almost uh I don't want to say better, but I think it's, it's, it's a, there's a certain level of trust there that you've yeah. been able to establish. You've obviously been able to show that you can, you can make a living and, and, uh, you know, quote unquote, keep the lights on, you know? So it's, I think there's a comfortability there where, um, that's, uh, you know, for me personally, like that's a, that's a juncture where, you know, I'd like to be someday where it's, it, wh whether there's the, 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 super interest in it you know great if not i'll just let you know like yeah we you know we got the deal done and we're gonna do this and it's on to the next you know next step and so i think you know real estate uh, you know can offer that in a lot of ways um so you got uh kind of uh circling into a little bit of uh being a dad here you've got two kids um yep. remind me the ages again so Navy is like 16 months. Odin is going to be three in December. So fairly similar ages in our, you know, in, in between our kids, you know, Cruz yeah. is going to be 11 months and Bridger will be three here. So Odin and, and Bridger are, are about the same age. So yeah, um, that's why you guys got to move like the Burlington mine on area. Yeah. Yeah. We, we need to venture, uh, we need to venture West so that the boys can uh, eventually uh, team up and we can uh, coach him coach him to a state uh, championship game, hopefully somewhere yeah. down the road. Um, so just talk to me about being a dad, you know, was were when you were, you know, I, I won't say young, because I, I don't think most 
guys are thinking too much, you know, about being a dad or whatever. But as you got a little bit older, out of school, kind of, a, you know, on your own a little bit, um, did you always picture yourself just being a dad and, and having kids right away? 110%. Yep. Did Love you? It. Can't get can't get enough of it, man. My favorite thing of the day is being a dad. Do and I don't get to do it as much as I want to. The 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 interest you know the the crazy thing is is yeah you know like you said that and that's just, and that's a perfect way to put it you don't you don't ever get enough time to do it no. um so you got to make the most of when you do um you know talk to me kind of about your relationship with your dad and then how that's you know in your and your parents I should say but like specifically with your dad um and now you being a dad you know are there things that you've kind of taken from what you learned from sure you know, your father to now what you're kind of implementing into your kids' lives? Um, is there something, I know my dad was, my dad was, you know, just to kind of, kind of give you a frame of reference. My dad was one of the hardest workers I never, I ever knew, which often meant he wasn't necessarily around a ton. Now being a farmer, you know, obviously you know that the demands, it's just, it is what it is. And he made as many events as he could and, and, uh, um, tried to be at a lot of, you know, baseball games and, and when really was considering, you know, the time of year that some of this stuff is, you know, happening. Um, but he was, he was strict when it came to school. You know, I, I didn't really get a lot of leash when it came to grades. You know, if I wasn't bringing the report card home that, you know, was satisfactory. I mean, there was, there were some tough conversations about, you know, you need to get this turned around. And, and, uh, my mom was kind of the soft place to land. She, she tended to be the kind of the precursor to, you know, Hey, just, you know, take it easy or whatever. But there was a expectation academically to do really well. And so it's interesting now having two kids, I find myself at times, you know, even with my three-year-old, which sounds bad, you know, I sometimes get a little impatient when, you know, they don't, do what I want them to do right away or, you know, and I'm like, I start to kind of go in and then I'm like, wait, wait a minute. You know, it's like, just pull back. It's like, cause my father was like, it, if he, if he asked you to do something, there was no, why do I have to do it? It was, you do it and you just keep your, your mouth shut. And so, um, I always said too, when I started having, you know, or when we, you know, started having kids that I would maybe take a different approach. Cause I, I'm just a more laid back kind of person like that, but so that's kind of the kind of how it was for me. So I'm just curious, you know, kind of what that dynamic was for you and now being a father too. My dad was a hard ass for sure. Um, he was at, I mean, like he, he worked for uh, Sweeney Brothers and then Titan Machinery when I was in school. So he was like usually always at events and like he never missed any of that stuff. But um, yeah, you didn't want to disappoint dad. Um, probably one of the smartest guys I know didn't graduate high school. I think he left school at like 16 or something, but that guy can fix anything. doesn't matter what it is. If it's on the house, a car, tractor, I mean, what the fuck ever. He can do literally anything. Smartest guy I know. Any problem you have, it's solved. Just, now you guys do a lot of flips together, don't you? Or like, you know, like he well, helps so you. That, well, so let, well, we're really getting into this now. Here now. <laughs> okay, so we did a flip. Me, my dad, brother, 
we did a flip last year because I had done, I think, two, three, whatever, and I was like, this would be kind of fun, you know, to bring Dad in and Colton, and it could be something, you know, maybe that we do, you know. And, I mean, it went, it went okay, but my mindset and Colton's mindset are a little different than Dad's. Dad is too much of a perfectionist to, I think, flip a house, which is not a bad deal not a bad deal at all but yeah the, more let's get it done let's get it on the market and then adjust you know if we got to fix something here and there during the contract period let's get it done he's more we got to do it his his way or the highway that's the only way you know dad does it and that's kind of where we all butt heads because i had done three previously and they all turned out great so then now, like, I'm thinking to myself, like, I did this without you guys, and then now why is this such a problem when I'm doing it with you guys? <laughs> you know, kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, it, And it was because Dad wanted to do everything. He didn't want to sub a damn thing out. Where I wanted to spend time at home with my family, and then if it was a little small issue, like, just call someone to fix it. Yeah. Call someone to do this so we can be at home. He wanted to be there doing it because it was his name that was getting put on it, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah, and that's a, that's a generational thing. You know, that's just that, that uh, it's not that, you know, it's interesting. I think the the misconception is like, well, it's a, it's like a, it maybe falls under pride a little bit, you know, like it, for them, and I, you know, when I say them, it'd be like your dad, my dad, I think coming from similar upbringings, it sounds like, and just you know, kind of how they did their business. I mean, it wasn't, if you, if they were going to put their name on it, they wanted to make sure that it was going to be done a certain way and that nobody could really pick it apart. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. you know, there's yeah. that, uh, there's, like you said, there is that perfectionism of, of being like, well, if, if I'm going to put my name, if I'm going to give it the old stamp of approval by me, well then, and my dad was the same way. Oh God, Austin, we had this patio so this was like, I probably was in, yeah, I was in high school by this time, but we, the front of our house had this like area where I always wanted a patio. I begged dad for years. I was like, let's put in a patio. And I was getting to the age where, um, for some reason, now I lived like four, four or five miles outside of town, outside of Mohall out in the country, but, um, for some reason, it I always found that I had friends that were, you know, when we would get together, they were always coming over to my place or, and, you know, I was like, well, what if we put in a patio somewhere where we could all hang and, you know, it's kind of like my, my you know, I would have some space and my parents would, you know, necessarily not be on top of us and just, it'd be great, right? And so one day I literally staked out, you know, this patio. I put rebar. I don't even think we had like you know, I just found some old rebar and I stuck it in the ground. He came home from work one day and I said, well, what do we did this patio? Well, the next day he had the skid steer in the yard and we were moving dirt. And I'm like, this will be great. We'll have this thing done. We'll get it. My God, this, this project took us, I mean, we started in the middle of, I want to say August. And this thing crept into like late September, October. And like, if you were to see the patio, it's, it's a big patio for like, 
I would say a country, you know, ranch style home, but it should not have taken us as long as we did. And he always wanted to do it. I mean, you're, you can attest to this. You're, and I look past the fact that you're, they gotta be cut from the same cloth, your dad and I dad, because it takes my dad about three months to get, um, deer sausage done up. Yeah. Like he'll do his own deer meat, you know? Yeah. And we'll, you know, he'll sit there and cut it for weeks, <laughs> getting every piece of fat off that shit. And then he'll smoke it for, it seems like, another two weeks. Yeah, it's like... But I just think, I shoot my deer, I got my deer, I bring it to partial, 275 bucks later, I got deer meat in my freezer. Yeah, and it's, it's like... It's not worth the time. It's not worth the time. And it's like, it, and it's just, it's like, it's pain, like, stakingly painful to like right. to like, like to I mean, go maybe through it's it it's a thing like he's cutting he's he's probably thinking i'm cutting meat up with my two boys well yeah but then you got one boy that has kids now and he wants to be with them kids instead of being right here cutting his meat up for weeks yeah right yeah it's it, it there's well, a have, there's I a difference like, between... i have so much shit going on like, I gotta go do this, I gotta do this. Like, we cannot be cutting meat up for weeks. We just can't. It's, uh, it's one thing, too, like, when, when you have... It, it, there's a difference between, like, oh, let's take a, let's take a, a Saturday and we'll, we'll get a case of beer and we'll drink and, you know, we'll, we'll cut this meat up versus, okay, we've done this the last four or five weekends. Like, we gotta, we gotta wrap this up. It's just right. the, the thing about the, the, the project, it was, like, we and and you know because you're you're handy and you've I'm sure you've done a patio or something to that effect at this point, but you yep. you know like the the getting the ground level, like in my mind and much like yours, it's pretty straightforward. You you know you you level it, you stamp, you know you you pound it down, whatever you you get a um and I'm gonna butcher the name, but um we rented it from from Minot somewhere, yeah, and I'm thinking perfect. We'll get this, get this ground level, and then we'll start laying. We'll start laying block. That process alone took us like two weeks. And I now, granted, I will play devil's advocate for just a second. Granted, he was working during the day, so like a lot of the times, if he was able to cut loose early, he would. And then that's you know, so we had a chunk of time. But I told him, I'm like, we got to get this done before school because once school starts, I'm in football practice, you know, or I'm, I'm doing stuff after school and I'm not going to be home until six, seven o'clock. And then I got homework and, and, uh, well then that crept into Sundays, which you and I being big football guys, he would, we would go to church and then we would come back and before, you know, and, and for the listeners out there, Gleave, Gleave is a Packers fan. I'm a Vikings fan. <laughs> Got to stop, you know, but I'm just going to say for for the for the sake of the story, before the Vikings game would kind of come on, we would be out laying a few blocks here or there and sometimes it would like creep into the start of the game and I'm like, and this is a first world problem. I get it and it's going to sound whatever, but I'm like, dad, the 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 freaking football game is on. Like it's they they it's kickoff. It's 12:05. Like you know, and he's like, no, we're going to finish this, you know, this, this part of the wall or whatever. And I'm like, oh my God. So anyway, to put a bow on the story, it's just, it's just one of those uh, interesting things. And now like having my own house and, you know, my own kids and I'm very much like you in that 
there's I, I know my limitations when it comes to what I can and can't do, and I'm really comfortable in like if there's something that I'm not necessarily an expert in, but I can find somebody here in Fargo to do it for, you know, fifty bucks, seventy five bucks or something, and it's and it's no time out of my day and and they can pop in and out and, you know, email me an invoice, it's like, sure. You know, like honestly it's it's not I'd rather get it done. You know, we've done some projects here at the house and it's like, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get some quotes. We'll see what comes back. If there's one that's pretty reasonable, I'm probably going to go with that. I'm not really going to kick around. My dad would call and call and call and he'd call the same people three or four times to be like, you know, try and barter with them in some way. And I'm like, gee, just, can you just buy the damn whatever it was? You know, it drove my mom nuts too, because she was like, well, don't expect your father to get that done anytime soon so <laughs> it's interesting you know just talking about it so um kind of toward you know as we work toward the back end here of the show austin um you know you've got odin and navy you know kind of uh talk to me about uh some of the some of the things that you've learned early on in your uh in your young stage of of being a dad and, and kind of um you know how you've been able to balance you know that world and work and um kind of everything, you know, anything that stands out to you? Um, Whitney is a huge portion of the balance in this household. Huge. 99%. I get home at anywhere from 6 to... I mean, there's times where I don't even come home before the kids are in bed, you know, and then she's got them all tucked in ready for bed. And then she's got supper. If it's in the microwave or on the table or however it is, um, patience is key with children. Yeah. And I was never one to have much of that. Cause I got that from my father, I think too. And so I've learned to not be so angry all the time. Cause <laughs> I don't want to turn out that way. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's just, I guess you're learning every day, like what you can do and what you can improve on. And I mean, she's, yeah, she's a big portion of that. She's helped me with over the last, like even the year and a half, like I went to, I even talked to a fucking therapist about it. Cause I was so pissy. Cause I, I get so mad at the smallest things. And so I went talk to her and the guy was like, well, how was your dad? I'm like, well, I, <laughs> you're still the same way I am. Well, there's your problem. Well, Whitney was the one that pointed it out, you know? So. Yeah. It's sometimes, it's sometimes, you know, that there's there, you know, there's something there, but it isn't until you meet the right person. That's kind of just, they, they convey it in a way that's not demeaning, you know, they don't hold it against you, but they just say like, they're just like, Hey, you know, you probably get that from your so and so but it's it's not an indictment at all and i would say the patience thing too i mean i'm i'm learning that every day i'm learning that uh my wife and i just had this conversation the other night you know she said like if you if you get mad at bridger you have to you can't just discipline him and that's it like you got to give some sort of reasoning to why yeah. to why you're scolding him or why you're you know why you're upset because you just getting mad at him doesn't really which is I mean, it was almost, you know, like deja vu because that's exactly what my father did. He would, he would bust my ass over something and it was like, 
well, I don't understand what I did wrong, but somehow he's upset and I'm upset because I don't know what I did wrong. You know, there's this confusion. Right. And so I would say I have definitely learned that, uh, that, that part of patience, you know, and, and, and then just going that extra mile of, of, you know, explaining the why behind something. Cause I think if you talk to a lot of, a lot of people our age, they probably didn't get a lot of explanation to the why it was, this is how it's going to go and you're going to deal with it. And, uh, yeah. I would say that's maybe a, a slight difference of between then and now. You know, I think parents tend to be more um, open with that. I would say, you know, yeah, with, with two kids, um, it's interesting when you go from one to two, you know, you think about having one and you're like, we're new parents, we don't know what the hell we're doing. And uh, you think like, oh my gosh, how are we ever going to figure this out? Well, then you do find your groove and then you have that second one. And then you really think to yourself, like, well, she's like, how are we, how is this going to work? And then it's funny, like, you know, now 11 months in with crew, it's like, we've kind of hit our stride with two, you know, and there are times where it's well, like, for sure. you, yeah. you're kind you of, well add, I mean, you might as well add another one. I, I mean, I've always said I want a basketball team. I, I mean, you can't give me enough kids. I mean, we struggled for a few years to have kids even. So then like any one that we get is just a blessing, man. Like they're just... It don't matter the worst. They can destroy the house, do whatever they want. That worst day is uh, the best possible day you can ever, ever have at work. Is their, I mean, their worst day. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's so true. It it, it is. It's interesting when you're when you're growing up. You you never think that like a day like that would seem enjoyable. But there, you know, to your point, that there are days where the kids absolutely just i mean you think like oh my gosh how are we how is this house still standing how are we still standing how you know like how are we but then you 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 get through it and you 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 know you look at your you look at your spouse and you're like that we're in it this is it this is or you know this is you know this is the thick of it we're in the trenches of uh of raising kids you know and it's interesting and maybe you find this with uh with you know people that you went to school with and and you're um, some of your friends, by the time some of my friends start having kids, we are going to be probably outside of that frame of like new newborns and toddlers, you know, we'll have, you know, much older kids. And I just, I'm, I'm looking forward to the days that I can sit on a, on a porch somewhere in a rocking chair and, and, uh, pretend that I'm super old and just be like, look, you know, here's the secret to raising kids, you know, as if, you know, I had it all figured out when I was, you know, right. however old and, uh, but it's interesting. Yeah. A lot of my, a lot of my college per se, you know, buddies that are, are now getting engaged and married, you know, by the time they start having kids, it's like, geez, Bridger and crew are going to be pushing four or five, you know, um, crew might be two, you know, two, three, four by the time some of our friends, you know, so it's just, it's interesting how the, the difference of where you are at are in life. Um, but yeah, I would say the same you know, I wasn't even sure at some point that, you know, I wanted kids, um, early, like early college, like before Lakin and I started dating shortly after I went to, or got down to Fargo, but there was like a short stint where I was like, I don't know if I want kids. And then I got to play the fun uncle, you know, the funkle as they call him, um, with my sister's kids. And I'm like, nah, I gotta have kids, you know, like there's just no way that I cannot have my own you know, little, um, twerps running around and, you know, so 
it's an interesting uh, phase, or not phase, but period that you go through. Um, but yeah, you always know that like, yeah, I got to have my own. And, and eventually, like you said, you can you can get yourself a whole basketball team. I mean, that's the goal, right? Uh, are you going to be the crazy AAU coach, dad? Um, do you with what time? I don't understand how I'm finding this time to do that. <laughs> uh, you know, when, when they get older, are you... Uh, you're gonna put down the hard hat and and pick up a clipboard and probably yeah I imagine I would yeah it's it's hard not to you know I think uh, my wife always tells me she's like you're gonna have you're gonna be you know as much as you're gonna to want to be a fan you're I feel like it's gonna be hard for me to keep you in the stands and you're gonna to want to be down on the court or you know in the huddle and it's like yeah that's kind of where we're at but. Um, uh, all right, Glevy, as we kind of wrap up here, um, just tell me what you guys have, uh, what's what's on the docket here as we move. I, I hate to say it out loud, but we're we're creeping up. Um, there's still plenty of summer, but I think, uh, you know, we're kind of shifting. Kids are going back to school, and, and we're kind of uh, shifting our mindset. All vibes are in the air. They, I think so. Uh, the other morning I went outside, and uh, yeah, there was a little little bite in the air. I was like, Ooh, you know, there, there's that, uh, cool feeling in the morning, which I love. I love that cool, crisp morning. And then, uh, as the day goes on, you, I said, only in North Dakota, can you have your heater on for like 10 minutes in the morning? And then by the end of the day, when you're, you're, uh, headed home or whatever, you can have the air conditioning on, um, yeah. two different, but anything that you and, uh, you and Whitney and the, and the kids are doing, um, this fall, that's, uh, any trips or anything like that? Well, yeah, no trips planned. Um, I mean, we're going to be doing the uh, pumpkin patch, I imagine, here fairly soon. I think that opens like September 1, I think. But other than that, man, we don't do much because the kids, they don't even allow us to eat out anymore, it don't seem like. <laughs> I was going to ask, do you, like guys get, do you guys get date night every once in a while or get a chance to you know, we enjoy used each other's to, company? You know, the last few weeks we haven't. So we probably should get back on to that because that is, I mean, it is fun to go and have supper and just adult time. Yeah, you, you don't realize how much. Looking at each other while you're eating supper and then you're picking up toys 20 minutes later and then you're you're sleeping. Yeah, it's uh, it's amazing how much of a luxury that is once you, start, you know, you have kids and, and then you you have time to yourself and you're like, wow, this is different. And then you're like, how have you been? You know, it's like you, you finally... Uh, get a chance to uh, and and are both both sides of the family like both parents um or sides of the you know are they in town where you guys you do have the ability to kind of go between both or, or for sure yeah her mom and dad are like two thrones stolen throws away from us and then my mom and dad they're over in surrey so it is a little bit of a hike to get the if the kids go over there or if they come here i mean it's they always say they're in rugby, but it, I mean, obviously, isn't that far? It's twenty minutes or so from Burlington here, so doable though for the you know nonetheless. Yeah, but sure. yeah, no, that's that's always uh that's such a big key. You know, if you can if you have that kind of support group built into where you're at, that makes a huge difference. But yeah, we we kind of have the same situation here too with with uh, uh we have I always joke we have a rolodex of babysitters uh on on standby because. Uh, um, we, I, you know, admittingly, we, we do like to sneak out every once in a while and, and go get supper or have a drink somewhere. And so, 
we uh, the best advice I got on my wedding day was was uh, I don't even remember who told me, which sounds bad, but somebody just pulled me aside and they said, uh, "You get you planning on having kids?" And I said, "Well, yeah, you know, of course, somewhere down the road." And they said, "Well, my only advice is, is don't stop living, even if even after you have kids." In you know, and it's kind of something that's always stuck with me. It's interesting. Like there are times, certainly, like you know, where you're just you're just aren't able to get away. You know, you're just not going to be able, there's just not enough time, like you said in the day. But um, every once in a while, we, we try and, you know, slip, you know, slip out and, and go have a, go have a, a, a couple beers and, and uh, an appetizer somewhere. So we try and try and do our best. But like you said, sometimes it's really hard between picking up the toys and just wanting to go to bed. <laughs> mm-hmm, for sure. Um, well, Gleevy, I'm going to let you go. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's getting late. Could be early somewhere else where, you know, I actually, to tell you, this is interesting. I actually have had one listener in like Tokyo. Uh, I'm able to, to like see who's like, who, like what demographic and what areas of the world are listening the most. And I had one little blurb in Tokyo and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And so. Now I, now I joke, I'm like, who knows? Somebody, it could be the middle of the day uh, somewhere else in the world that uh, oh, for is, sure. is listening to this. But uh, it's getting late here, and I appreciate your time um, for hopping on. I know you've had a, a, a busy day, I'm sure. And um, So thanks for being on the Backyard Dads, and we uh, we got to get together soon. We got to get together. I got to get up to Minot and, uh, and uh, go out for go out for a beer or something. For sure, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. It was awesome. Uh, make sure to keep sending me uh, those real estate deals uh, that you uh, tend to find. Um, you uncover some good ones. So uh, I like to I like to make sure the listeners out there are like, oh, these guys got deals and we don't know about them. That's exactly <laughs> it. So it's not about what you know, it's who you know. That's I always like Very to make true. that point. So. Keep sending them in my way, and I'll uh, I'll keep uh, keep uh, obviously uh, telling you that I'm gonna do something, and then uh, you know I'll get there. You know I will. It's just uh... oh for sure. <laughs> so thanks again, Austin, and uh, say hi to the family, and uh, we'll we'll catch up real soon. Okay, sounds good, bud. We'll talk to you later. All right, take care.